Uh, let me tell you about Z-Stack. Z-Stack, if you haven't looked into it yet, you should. It's a uh, specially formulated immune-boosting supplement uh, that includes zinc, uh, quercetin, uh, vitamin C, vitamin D. It was formulated by Vladimir Zelenko. He's a world-renowned doctor that President Trump credited with his uh, successful early treatment protocol that uh, helped him on the mend. He has put something together. He has been uh, following this and studying uh, what we need to do um, to be able to fight against COVID. And we're at a place now that you can take care of yourself. There, there are things you can do to boost your immune system. It's ZStackLife.com slash Beck. Enter the promo code Beck and you get a discount off your first order. It's ZStackLife.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck. Friday show coming up. It's Friday. We're glad you're here. I don't know about you, but I was really impressed with the sanctions package yesterday. Oh, my gosh. I This is going to cripple Putin. I mean, I mean, is, assuming somebody's going to throw him down a flight of stairs as well. Otherwise, it's not really going to hurt Putin at all. We are a laughing stock. That's, uh, I've heard that they've blocked uh, Putin from playing Ms. Pac-Man in... Yeah, not Pac-Man, not regular. Not regular Pac-Man no, you can no, no, play, no. of course, no. but Ms. Pac-Man yeah. in Africa. And they're taking away his buy one uh, Burger King sandwich and get the second one free. They've taken that coupon away. Away? Gone. Away, yeah. From all participating from, locations? <laughs> well, not all participating okay. locations. Just the ones in the Netherlands. Okay. <laughs> okay. So just the participating locations in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's, that's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty strong stuff here. War over yet? Uh, After that? <laughs> no. Well, nobody expected it to be. Okay. Nobody, nobody expected. Expect- it. They're not supposed to do anything. No. These, these no, sanctions no, are not no, supposed no, to be. No. No. We were. I mean, yes, they're a deterrent, but nobody. Nobody really thought they would uh, deter. They would deter. That's anything. ridiculous. You're yeah. an idiot if you think the deterrence thank you, would deter. Stu. Thank you. My gosh, thank you. And by the way, I saw a guy he, homeless. He was out in front of the uh, the studios here, and I don't want you to think that I'm uncaring or anything. Uh, he was bleeding to death. Mm. It, he had a he had a a puncture somewhere like at his jugular. Oh wow! I handed him a band aid and I said, "Don't worry. Let's try this for a month or so." And, and I'll come back and see how it's working. Oh, okay. So well, in right. a month, if he's still bleeding, but I'll... It doesn't stop it right away. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Nobody would expect that to work. Anyway, um, American financing. 
Uh, I would like you to uh, refi your mortgage and get a lower rate. It's an opportunity to access home equity, fund home improvements, maybe pay off some high interest debt before those rates rise. And they are going to rise. We are going to need... Lord, help us. We are going to need every dime we have. The only mortgage lender I have ever recommended are the salary-based mortgage consultants that are in it for you, not the bank. It's American Financing. Call them now. 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, mm. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Man, those sanctions, we are really just hammering them. By the way, um, here is the White House Deputy National Security Advisor um, talking to a Reuters reporter. Uh, Cut four, please. The targeting the Russian energy industry is totally off the table. Is that what you're saying, Billy? What I'm saying is that our measures were not designed to disrupt in any way the current flow of energy from Russia to the world. Now, um, we have also said we are going to cut off Russia's access to cutting-edge technology. That technology can be used across many sectors. Oh. Uh, and, and so as it relates to Russia's long-term productive capacity, um, we are seeking to degrade that capacity, but nothing, mm. nothing in the short term as it relates to energy. Okay, good. So... Um Really, Russia makes all of its money with oil, um, oil and wheat. Uh, so we're not we're not going to disrupt them when it comes to oil. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Uh, in fact, uh, the United States uh, imports now about 22, 23 um, million barrels of oil a month from russia now here's the here's the good news um we've increased it by six hundred and twenty three thousand barrels last week so we're buying even more oil from russia to be able to have oil here in the united states and we don't want to do anything that would disrupt their flow of oil but boy we're gonna hit them hard we are going to hit them hard. We're going to hit them in the financial sector. Now, we're still going to let them do international banking and transfers and everything with SWIFT. I mean, we don't want to do that. These sanctions, these sanctions here in the United States that we seem to be taking all by ourselves, they are really, really going to hurt them. I mean, not in the energy sector again. And we're not targeting Putin. We wouldn't want to do that. I mean... He's the guy responsible, but do you really want to cut him off? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't cut him off. He's going to he'd have a hard time making his rent payments. Uh, you know, he might have a hard time just buying a new suit. I mean, the guy needs new suits. You know what I mean? Don't cut him off. Let's well, cut off some other unnamed people. Well, if you sanctioned Vladimir Putin, they might return the favor and sanction the Biden family, who does a lot of international traveling, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can't confirm any of that. The, no? No, the uh, the Secret Service just lost about three years of, of their travel records. Oh, darn it. Yeah. And they were, mm. it's weird, they were the three years we were looking for. 
The exact three. The exact three where all of the suspicious travel was happening with Russia and, and Ukraine and stuff. They can't find it. When will the poor luck end? I don't it's know. Just, it just continues. I, I know. I don't. I don't know. But here's some good news. We are on all of the things that you care about. Now, remember, we're not going to cut off the oil from Russia. We No. We're not going to do that. But this is going to cost you. You're going to start feeling some pain here. But because standing for our principles sometimes hurts. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Joe Biden, for telling us that. I know I feel so much better that um, Vladimir Putin's not going to hurt. But the American people are going to hurt because you're standing, quote, for our principles. No, it makes me feel much, much better. And what are our principles? Well, they have them in the right order. Here is John Kerry two days ago on Ukraine. Cut one. I'm very concerned about I'm concerned about Ukraine because of the people of Ukraine and because of the principles that are at risk. Sure, sure. Uh, sure. In terms of international uh, law uh, yeah. and mm-hmm. trying to change boundaries of international law by yeah. force. Right. Uh, I thought we lived in a world that had said no to that kind of activity. Me too. And Did I you? hope diplomacy will win. Mm-hmm. But uh, massive uh, emissions consequences to the war. But equally importantly, you're going to lose people's focus. You're going to oh. lose oh, certainly equally. big country oh. attention because they will be diverted, and, and uh, I think it could have a damaging impact. So, you know, I think hopefully President Putin would realize that in the northern part of his country, they used to live on 66% of a nation that was over frozen land. Mm. Mm. Now it's thawing. Mm. Now that sounds and terrible his infrastructure is at risk, and well, the people of Russia are at risk. Oh, and boy. so I hope President Putin will help us to stay on track with respect to what we need to do oh. for the climate. My goodness. If global warming continues, some of his country might be livable. Right. Wow. Right. Be, what a terrible outcome for Vladimir Putin. <sighs> he's mm. he's putting his infrastructure at risk. In a hundred years, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm. You just don't know what's going to happen. So uh, there's another reason why I don't think we should be so harsh on Vladimir Putin. You know? Oh, really? And let's just give this some time, you know? I mean, if I was over in Ukraine and, um, you know, I heard tough sanctions were coming and we're going to we're going to sock it to him. Boy, this is going to this will shake him to the core. We're not going to affect any of his, you know, key industries um, and we're not going to sanction him. But we're going to call him a couple of names and then we'll check back in a month. I don't know about you, but as a Ukrainian, I would be like, whew. Thank you, United States. Mm. Seriously, thank you. You were the one that really caused this with the, you know, the pipeline. And then you told us to shut up and we shouldn't say anything about the, you know, the opening up of the pipeline with Germany. We were told, hey, don't wreck the United States uh, relationship with uh, Germany and Russia. So sit down and shut up about it. I, I think... As a Ukrainian citizen, I would love the United States. Mm. Love and, them. You know, Glenn, I've noticed a little bit of of criticism over mm. from John uh, over John Kerry's comments. Really? Yeah, people are saying that maybe he's prioritized the wrong thing 
when it comes to the climate over uh, you know, the ongoing crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when you think about what the left has been saying for the past couple decades, the existential threat that is really putting us in danger Amen. is the climate. Amen. It's more important than Amen. Islamic extremism. It's more important than a Russia that is expansionist. It's more important than China. It's more important than all of these things. So why wouldn't he say that? Wouldn't it be inconsistent for him not to blather on about the climate in you're, the middle of this crisis? No, you're right. You're right. This is who you're he right. is. This is what mm-hmm. they believe. Mm-hmm. 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 And you know what? I like the compassion that so many people have. For instance, really? uh, oh my gosh, this one, this one, you are going to be, you're going to be, I think, very upset. I don't know if you're going to be able to continue on with the show today. Um, oh, no. Yeah, I, I'm a little concerned about me as well. Uh, here's Joy Behar yesterday mm-hmm. on Ukraine. Okay. Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded. Yeah. And that this 50, is going 000. to start a humanitarian crisis, a humanitarian refugee crisis, crisis in Europe. We're downside. talking about 5 million people yeah. that, that are going to be displaced. Yeah. I 5 mean, million people. It's, it's heartbreaking. To hear what is. is going to happen. Now, here's Joe. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because oh, of, what? of uh, the pandemic. No. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like who's going to what's going to happen there? Yeah. Oh, my. No. Yes. No. no, I told you. I tried to prepare you for yeah, that. You can't just. No, 5 million displaced. Yeah, whatever. 50,000 dead. Shut up. Well, I, the last part, though. The dead? No, 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 no. The after displaced? That, after that. I, I don't know what else Joy is. Joy wants to go to Italy. Well, yeah, of course she does. And she can't go. She can't go. What happens if they, what if a global war breaks out? And she can't go. She's been trying to get there for four years. Four years. Mm-hmm. So long before the pandemic started. Then These up and- people are despicable. Oh, the worst. Just despicable. <laughs> she wants to go to. She's worried about her Italian vacation. I mean, when you hear when when you hear <laughs> the the uh, compassion of one of them uh, saying, you know, and there's fifty thousand displaced, and it just breaks your heart. The 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 human toll that this is taking and then she just follows it up i mean we have to play it again i know it's terrible i mean you plan a vacation you know to go to italy and uh you know first there's covid and i've wanted to go for four years and now this what's gonna happen next my gosh i don't know joy mm. i don't know well i've been uh, importing slave children from the region and i my orders are all they're on they're on back order now if there's a supply chain issue with all the slave children i've been trying to import oh, from the gosh. region uh, that's, can you imagine no the slave children being being held up no. i bought some slave children from joy mm. you know this is unbelievable it's <laughs> crazy and, and, Again, it, it's cons- completely consistent with who these people are, with who Joy Behar is. Completely consistent, as Pat Gray notes, the the most inappropriately named person oh, yeah. in in American history, Joy Behar. Yeah, I hope she gets her vacation in. Before, I hope so. T- I before, want her to have joy. Before, think about what she's saying. What's going to happen next? Is she going to be able to go before there's World War Three? 
and Italy is destroyed. <laughs> it's like an episode of 24. You're racing against the clock. I know. Will the world explode before she gets her vacation? I don't know. Gosh. I don't know. I'm very nervous about it, though. I mean, we just live. We're living in a parallel universe. There is nothing about what I see on TV and what I see these people say that is connected to a reality that I understand at all. I mean, seriously, tough, tough sanctions. I mean, except for oil. And, and Vladimir what? Putin himself. Like, I, we are going to buy, we buy, what, 7% of our oil for, uh, from Russia. We're going yeah, to go to, what, 7.5, yeah. 8 now. Uh-huh. Um, we, uh, Europe is still buying the same amount of gas or more than they did last week. Vladimir Putin is not sanctioned. I mean, in theory, Vladimir Putin could go on a vacation right now to Italy. And not be sanctioned. They'd welcome him well, with open arms. He would probably go to, I mean, he's wanted to go to Italy for a while. Yeah. And he's probably thinking, you know, maybe Italy, I'll hold off a, a bit, but I should go see Poland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Prob- it might not be there it for might, long. It might not so, be there. You know, yeah. you might you might see some changes in some buildings. Some of those old historic buildings mm. may be knocked down by a tank or two soon. So, uh, God bless Joy Behar. All right, let me uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Relief Factory. Uh, Relief Factor. Bill wrote in. He said, prior to starting Relief Factor, I almost always had pain in my knees and my legs and my shoulder. But after a day or two of taking Relief Factor, the pain started disappearing. So far, it hasn't returned. Thank you. Thank you so much. Relief Factor. Bill, I'm glad it's helping. The doctors put together a, a recipe of four different ingredients that attack uh, our body's inflammation from four different directions. That's why it works for so many people. And it uh, helps your body fight the effects of aging, exercise, and everyday living. Now think of that. Does that work for you, Stu? Does that tell you anything? Listen to that. It helps your body fight against the effects of aging, Mm -hmm. exercise, Mm -hmm. and daily living. Exercise is evil. Right? It's, it's a, it's, right? It's, it's, a, like it's a condition. It helps your body recover from crack smoking, <laughs> falling off of roofs, and exercise. <laughs> Three-week quick start right now. Developed for you only $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Or you can call them now at 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Man, uh, a tactical nuke went off. Millions are dead in Detroit today. Um, and Stu, I know you've been trying to get a GM car for a while. I don't know yeah. how that's going to affect you. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you order your car, you wait six months and then somebody goes and nukes the city. I mean, what are you going to do for your car? Did, I mean, There's, how long are you going to wait now? And what will that nuke do to the climate? All the important questions and concerns. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe, you know, this is the biggest problem here. People, I've heard some people say, like, I I can't get interested in this. I mean, Ukraine and Russia, I mean, it's way on the other side of the world. I don't care about it. And I can understand that instinct. Like, you know, it's, it's, we've got enough problems of our own. I get it. However, 
with these people in control, with these people having influence on the outcome of these events, it is definitely, it's a, it's a non-zero chance that we all blow up because of this stupid thing. If there is a non-zero chance that somebody winds up doing something stupid, their side are ours, which winds up uh, in a chain reaction that launches another world war. And then forget the freaking pandemic and what it did to our economy and what it did to lives. Imagine what that would do today. Well, the good news is um, Biden did say after the speech that if um, if Putin doesn't get his fourth booster, he's going to be labeled a terrorist. Uh <laughs> Did you see, by the way, I was laughing at all, you know, look, all these war reporters are doing things that are brave and I would never do. Yeah. But like, I keep seeing them in these like subway, uh, you know, cutouts, you know, they're, they're down there, they're in the subway station, there's hundreds and hundreds of refugees, none of them wearing masks. The reporters aren't wearing masks. We saw this one lady who's like, I can't, there's only a 35% vaccination rate in Ukraine. What's going to happen with COVID? It's no, like she was not saying. Yeah, there was you know, somebody <laughs> that was that was a very viral tweet oh my yesterday. Gosh, People were oh my were gosh. mocking it appropriately, but the bottom line is like, do, do these things go away? I mean, like I, uh, they don't seem to care about any of this stuff when when it when it matters, right? When it when it's it's not just you know you're not you're not uh, you're not virtue signaling about it. Obviously, you shouldn't care about that type of thing at that point but it is amazing how things change i mean the pandemic just changed it just gone and this is gone yeah as will the western way of life um <laughs> the uh, uh and our climate yeah um putin uh apparently got together with um uh president ping uh over in china and uh jen don't you miss that I mean, I miss just that. Listen, I miss saying China. Jedi. I miss that. I can't say the word China without thinking Jedi. Anyway, um, apparently Putin. China. Uh, <laughs> Putin and uh, China got together. And uh, maybe that's why our president, you know, when asked, hey, have you consulted with uh, Jedi yet? And he's like, I don't care to comment on that. Yeah. What, they're not taking your call? They're they're up too busy on the phone with Putin? Boy, this is going to work out well. Thank you, Joe Biden. And thank you to everyone who wanted to see a return to normalcy. Thank you. Good job. Mm. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, Car Shield. Plenty to be stressed out about. <laughs> who writes this copy? Why? Like What? Oh, Stu, mm. not getting his car because they nuked Detroit. And yesterday. the climate. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and Joy Behar not mm -hmm. getting a vacation. Anyway, <laughs> if your car breaks down, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, you're going to wait for uh, chips to come from Jed. How much is it going to cost you to repair your car, especially if it is one of those chips? What is it going to cost you just in a rental car while yours is in the shop? I love my cars. I love my trucks. I'm not looking to replace them. I don't want to replace them. They don't have coverage anymore. The warranty is out. All right. So what do I do? I get coverage just like I get, uh, you know, insurance for bad things happening to me like cancer. Same thing with your car. Get carshield.com slash Beck. 
or go to carshield.com slash back. Save 10% right now. carshield.com slash back. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn with the promo code Glenn. You'll get 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, we welcome Pat Gray Yay! with us. Yay! Hello, Pat. <laughs> Hello, Glenn. Oh, Stu. my gosh. Pat. Hey, so did good you, to see you. Good, good to, see to see you. Yeah. Hey. I've been weeping most of the morning, though. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. You didn't hear. I did. Oh, my gosh. We wept openly. As men, we broke down <laughs> and we wept openly, all of us in the studio. I had to Earlier put my car on my show. Over. Yeah. yeah I, I, was, I was listening. I heard the news from you. When I heard that the fourth year in a row, Joy Behar may not be able to go to Italy. It was too much. It was, you know. She's had a tough four years. <sighs> First of all, it was a pandemic. Yeah. And now, you know, if I don't get to Italy every third weekend or so. Yeah. You're right. I get out of sorts. Yeah. So four straight years. Can you imagine? I, I can have you to even imagine. Play the, play the audio, the stunning, mm. stunning, sad audio from mm. Joy Behar yesterday. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because oh. of, of uh, the oh. pandemic. And so now crushing. this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like who's going to what's going to happen there? Yeah. Yeah. It's a gut yeah. punch. It is. A Listen, gut punch. Nobody it is. calls her out on the set. They're all like, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't yeah. you? Wouldn't you? <laughs> if you were having that conversation with somebody, wouldn't you go? Are you drunk? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you just hear 50,000 people are going to be dead? And they you're know worried about your vacation <laughs> plans? Yeah. And they do, to, to be fair, they know she's drunk. I mean, <laughs> yeah. every day she's so they don't, drunk. They don't, so they maybe they don't like, are you sober? <laughs> yeah, are you that. sober, Joy? <laughs> what is happening to you? So embarrassing. You know, these people are killers. They really are. Well, you, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> Joy? No. I mean, she's a, she's a killer of joy, but yeah, uh, no, no, no. listen, I mean, generally speaking, the people who are this crazy, John, John Kerry, he, he, he really is concerned about uh, this war because of how it will affect global warming. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. not his not own ta- private jet. He's mm-hmm. not concerned about yeah, that. No, no. We're, that we're not it. talking about people who see people and individuals. They, they he's willing. Forget about those people. What about global warming? Yeah. Forget about those people. What yeah. about my vacation? That's sociopathic behavior. For it, it is. It, yeah. Carrie's defense, though, he did bring up a great point about oh. northern Russia and. The fact that 66% of the soil is frozen, <laughs> and now it's starting to thaw, and you don't want that because you might be able to grow extra food, <laughs> and then somebody might poison those food stocks. Those food, <laughs> food stocks. <laughs> about that. When, when, since when is it bad if the... Soil thaws. I mean, would that be a terrible thing? <laughs> yeah, and like would you they could care ar- in Russia that oh, it's not frozen anymore. Yeah, like maybe you argue that it's going to get warmer somewhere else, and but like I don't think Russia cares. I don't like think I think they they're do. pretty excited about this idea yeah. of thawing soil, right? 
<laughs> there's very little use as for long as soil. it doesn't mm-hmm. affect the average farmer's ability to get to Italy. Right. Well, yes, um, obviously. You know, right. you know that's, that's the most point. important yeah. thing in a private jet. Yeah. We have to save the climate effects of of this war so that we can make sure we continue to fly on our private jets to Italy. And if we can only can, do that. Can I can I ask you um has the world ever been this confusing ever? I don't think so. I mean, I don't understand anything that is going on. We're buying oil from Russia. We we upped our order of oil by 623,000 barrels of oil from Russia here to the United States last week. We say we're going to oh put s- sanctions on <laughs> Russia uh, and really cripple them. You want to cripple them. You stop the ability of Russia being able to sell oil. And at the same time, what are we doing? We're making a deal with Iran so maybe Iranian oil can get out and and ease the suffering. What? Turn the oil pipeline on. Start fracking. Mm-hmm. What the hell is wrong with it? There is, uh, I think, I said yesterday, I don't think we understand Vladimir Putin's real motivation. I don't think he's crazy. Do you think he's crazy? No. Do you think he's crazy? I mean, his, no, no, no. I mean, right. he's a psychopathic killer. Right. Yes. Okay. He's Joy Behar. He's, he's logically getting to that goal, though. Correct. He's using <clears throat> logic and planning and a yes. cold, calculated nature to get so himself to those goals. It's not that Osama bin Laden was crazy. We just didn't understand, nor can we think like him. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's Vladimir Putin. And I don't understand his motivations. And without understanding his motivations, you can't fight him. Okay. Honestly, what are the motivations? Is Biden senile or does he have a different agenda? Yes. And yes. <laughs> right? Yes. 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 I mean, yeah. it, you can't be this wrong all the time. It's been incredible. every single been time honest. he's wrong. Yeah. And they still spin it as if it's great. They're doing the best job that's ever been done. Um, no mistakes have been made. Right. Remember, Afghanistan. He couldn't even admit this. a mistake in Afghanistan. That's incredible. And there's this. Yeah. Uh, there's this kind of Jim Garrity wrote about this this week. Uh, the concept of mirroring when you're talking about uh, foreign affairs, where like you just assume the person you're dealing with has the same sort of motivations, yes. generally yes. speaking, as yes. we do, and that's. Completely insane when you're dealing with Kim Jong-un or President Xi or Vladimir Putin or Biden and the Biden administration. Mm. I mean, honestly, mm. guys, you you cannot be this wrong all the time. How mm-hmm. is it we didn't say, how, let me play this. Please play uh, cut 13. As we respond, my administration is using the tools, every tool at disposal to protect American families and businesses from rising prices at the gas pump. You know, we're taking active steps to bring down the cost, and American oil and gas companies should not, should not exploit this moment to hike their prices to raise profits. You know, in our sanctions package, we specifically designed to allow energy payments to continue. We yeah, are that- closely monitoring energy supplies for Stop. any disruption. Did you just hear what he said? 
in our sanctions, we clearly made a path for what did he say? The uh, play it again. Listen, listen to what he says mm-hmm. about the sanctions. We're taking active steps to bring down the cost and American oil and gas companies should not should not exploit this moment comes. to hike their prices to raise profits. You know, in our mm-hmm. sanctions package, it is. we specifically designed to allow energy payments to continue. Stop. Mm. We allow energy mm-hmm. payments to continue. We are still writing checks for Russian oil. In our sanctions, wow. we made sure Jeez. that we could continue to write checks to Russian oil. Yeah. So don't you dare American companies raise wow. your prices on gas. That's insane. That's insane. It is. No, Nobody even noticed that. I haven't heard anybody notice that. Did anybody comment on that? It's and incredible. Before Biden, I'm pretty sure we were getting zero oil from Russia. We had eliminated uh, we, we imports were, from yeah, Russia and Venezuela right. and all the bad actors in the world. We were we energy, were energy in, independent. And we were exporters for the first time in a really long time. I mean, it's only been how? recently that we started exporting oil again. I think it was the 50s the last time that that happened. And it was because of Trump's policies. He was oil friendly. Let's 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 use our own resources. Did you see Mark Andreessen what he said? No. Yesterday Mark Andreessen came out and he said um we should be planning I think he said like 200 nuke facilities in oh, the I United States yeah, he said, right now. I think he said a thousand nuclear plants yeah. need to be built worldwide. Yeah. We should be uh, building yeah. right now. Yes. And we he's won't, right. But we should. Yeah. We won't. We won't. And why won't we? Why won't we? Because of the environmentalists. Why is it? The left. Why is it everything mm-hmm. has to be crippled here? Why would we ever, mm-hmm. ever Make a deal with Iran so Iran could sell oil on the open market. I mean, even if you believe that, uh, you know, all of the fossil fuels have to stop right now. okay, they Mm -hmm. have to stop. You're the president of the United States of America. We have the ability to be a mass exporter. But you're willing to make a deal with a terrorist state and you're willing to pay Putin for his oil. Wait a minute. The oil is going to go out anyway. The oil is going out. It's going to be burnt. Mm -hmm. We would rather do business with a terrorist state and Vladimir Putin than open the spigot up here in america how how is that the president of the united states how is that a guy looking out for the average american for the american way of life you're putting more money into the hands of people who are now saying to you yeah poland's next uh they're saying that to you and if not they're saying uh we have to destroy the great satan incredible Especially on the heels of this, where energy payments from Europe and, and and us as well, but largely Europe, have funded a rainy day fund for Vladimir Putin yes. and all of his oligarchs to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars so that our sanctions won't do anything in this moment. So now we're going to create another regime where we're going to fund billions and billions of dollars 
and, and, and have all that money go to them so that when they decide to start their next crisis, they're shielded as well. And may I just say, I hope and pray I'm not inconvenienced further by having to detour my plans to go to Taipei, Taiwan, uh, because China sees what's going on in Russia mm. and then takes that bold move to to take back uh, Taiwan. Well, you have the timeshare there. I, I have the timeshare, and if I can't use it this year, yeah. I'm going to be you haven't been very able to use put it. out. You haven't been able to use it since uh, 2019. Uh, right. You that know, was the last time I was in Taipei. The, soon yeah. And you're still paying those maintenance fees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every oh year. Every gosh. year. Every year. The suffering, suffering. just continues. It just doesn't stop. Oh does my not gosh. stop. Well, thank you, Pat, for being no, no, here. Thank you. You know, thank you for I understanding my you, pain. I know. Well, I almost I, didn't come in today because of it. I know. I, I can so imagine. worried about my Taipei trip. <laughs> and congratulations on the bravery <laughs> that you uh, showed this morning on Pat Gray Unleashed when you openly wept. Thank you for noticing that. Many Thank people you. might you know, be embarrassed by something like there's that. There's not right, enough. Not, not me. There's not enough examples of weak and pathetic men in right. our society. Right. Isn't that the truth? You know what I mean? Right. If we could just. I'm a little offended by you calling me a man, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, <laughs> I understand. I thought you were going to say you're offended for being called weak and pathetic. But no. <laughs> no. It was the man no, part. It's a man it. part. No. It really yeah. bothered me. Yeah. yeah. It really so, did. The binary thinking there really yeah. pissed me off. Well. Uh, there's no salvaging you anyway because you're white. That's true. So and an American. That's true. Anyway, thank you anyway, so much, Pat, no, thank for you. stopping by for some strange reason. Uh, let's uh, tell you about something that needs to be in every person's home: the Tuttle Twins book. The siren song of leftism is strong, and there is no shortage of people amplifying it to be heard by everyone in this country. You understand your children are just not adopting your values in a vacuum. You know, when we were growing up as kids, uh, the society was still, the culture was still somebody standing in line at the grocery store while you were being stupid. And they go, aren't you, uh, aren't you Bill and Mary's kid? Yes. Yeah. I don't think your folks would like to know what you're doing right now. And you would behave because we were all in it together and we all were pretty much rowing in the same direction. Now we're just hitting each other over the head with, with the oars and especially your kids getting hit over the head with a socialist uh, or every time they go to school, you need to teach them the truth and kids are not going to learn these things through osmosis. You know, why is a, a small government better than a big government? Why is the free market better than socialism? The extended Tuttle Twins President's Day sale includes all 12 kids books and all activity workbooks, plus a free copy of 10 important facts about the Declaration of Independence. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get a big discount and all of the bonuses. The sale ends tonight, so make sure you do it today. Honestly, every home should have these books. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com. Hello and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. 
I don't understand what is happening with this pro-Putin um, feeling that is going around with so many, so many people, so many conservatives, especially. Um, Putin is a monster. Period. He is a psychopathic killer. Always has been. He has raped and pillaged his own country. He throws people off roofs if they report on him. He kills his competitors. He poisons people all around the world. And he leaves the note that, yeah, Putin was here over the dead bodies. He's a killer who is now violating every decent uh every decent Western value by going into a country and just taking it over because he wants it. Now that doesn't mean we have to go to war, but that, that should tell you, um, yeah, that's why I hate Vladimir Putin. That's, that's, that's why we don't rally around Putin. You don't have to like something that is psychopathic just to uh, be, I guess, on the other side and say, I don't want to go to war. I don't want to go to war. I don't think we should go to war. But at the same time, Putin is a killer. Let's not forget that. This is good news. Wheat prices are going through the roof. A nine-year high just yesterday. Uh, Russia is the third largest producer of grain. Behind, quick, grain. Who's a big grain producer? Um, Fed the world. The United States of America. No, China. Fed the the United States of America. No, then India. I mean, what happened to us? What happened to us? Um, We are killing our farmers now financially. Wheat prices are going through a a nine-year high. And they say one of the traders uh, up in uh, Chicago, and I don't mean like trading, I mean like one of the stock market. Anyway, um, said we don't know how high this is going to go, but it's going to cause a lot of problems if this conflict continues. Let's, you know what, let's just try what we're doing for a month and then check back in and see how our wheat prices are doing. Oh, and have you bought a gallon of gas already? Gas prices are going through the roof again. We discuss that in 60 seconds. 
Hello, it's me, Vladimir. And the, the Glenn Beck, have you heard of this guy? He's a pebble in my shoe. A real pain in the backside, you know what I'm saying? Been trying to get rid of him for a long time now. I put poison in his salad, no good. He doesn't touch salads. <laughs> I put a poison apple, put it on his desk. Does he even look at apple? Yet, nothing. I put live grenade in his workout clothes. No dice. <laughs> I mean, it's harder to kill than moose and squirrel. <laughs> Thank goodness Putin doesn't know my secret to, to uh, health. Uh, it's none of those things. It's a built bar. Now I know. It's delicious and yet somehow good for you at the same time. Uh, have you tried their puffs yet? If you haven't, you are missing out. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. I need to keep a box of them here. Because every time I talk about them, I'm like, oh, man, you, I like banana and chocolate. Uh, the banana and chocolate puff is unbelievable. Come in a whole bunch of great flavors. Uh, and just like Billboard, they are low-calorie and high in protein. Go to Built.com. Scroll through the uh, chart. You're going to be amazed at what they have and how good they are and how good for you they are. Built.com. Go there now. Use Beck15. I despise that guy. Get 15% off order. Promo code Beck15. Built.com. Alrighty then. We want to uh, bring in Daniel Turner. He is the founder and executive director of Power the Future. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the things that maybe we should be doing right now. Daniel, welcome to the program. Oh, it's great to be on with you, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're you're welcome. Uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Mark Andreessen's tweet yesterday, but he said we should be building a thousand uh, nuclear plants all around the world starting today. Uh, we're not going to do it, but there's a lot of logical things that we should be doing today. One of them is get off our dependence of Russian oil. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of the problems that we're experiencing right now um, have begun 14 months ago with the Biden administration. And I'm not pinning the, the, the Ukraine invasion on him, but I am saying we've been tinkering. This administration has been really punishing the, the America's energy industry, specifically the fossil fuel industry, for months and months. And when oil hit $70 a barrel and $80 a barrel, the White House was silent. Well, now it's at 100 and Joe Biden saying he wants to do something. So it's a little bit too late. Uh, you know, energy is one of those issues that people don't want to pay attention to until it starts to uh, oh, pinch at the purse. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, we, we need serious energy policy and not Greta Thunberg, not John Kerry. Right. We need serious energy policy because it is national security as well. I, I just I keep hearing him say we're going to tap into the uh, strategic oil reserve. Hang on just a second. We in, on one hand, people are talking about World War three and the biggest conflict possibly since World War two. Oil was kind of important. That's why we have the strategic oil reserve. And so we're he's telling the West we should release more from our strategic oil reserve while we're facing this. No, open a frickin' pipeline. Yeah. Oil is so important to the world economy that even this administration has not sanctioned 
Russian oil. Uh, Germany uh, and Italy today bought more natural gas than they did yesterday from Russia. In fact, Putin has increased the amount of natural gas exports because he knows he has Europe on on the hook. And, and he's using that to his leverage. And so, look, uh, you know, we have to stop being Plato. There is this ideal world. We all need to leave up to live up to it. Um, and we all need to be better. But the reality is our economy, our military, the world runs on fossil fuels right now. And whether or not we want to change that is one conversation. But the reality is punishing fossil fuels now in the hopes of a better tomorrow has made us weak now. And Vladimir Putin is taking advantage of that weakness. This is uh, this is exactly what the Great Reset is about. The ESG scores energy is, is the first uh, is the first thing and we are we're committing national suicide and it's not just national the entire west is committing suicide and i don't understand Absolutely. it and is that an is that a is that hyperbole no not no not whatsoever and and look when this administration began and joe biden said uh which i believe is a flat-out falsehood but when he said the generals tell him Climate change is our biggest national security threat. I'm sorry if anyone really said that to you in the military, that person should be should be fired today. Yeah. And any politician, Republican or Democrat, this is not a partisan issue. Many Republicans went to the Glasgow Climate Summit to learn how to tackle climate change. We can have a conversation about the environment, but if you genuinely believe in your heart of hearts looking at the global stage that climate change is the biggest threat, then you do not deserve elected office. You are a danger because Russia is a threat. China is a threat. Iran is a threat. North Korea. And, and these rogue regimes, unfortunately, as the prices of oil have gone through the roof, have become richer. And what does Iran do when they have more money? They launch attacks on Israel and, and they launch attacks on the UAE and they fund their nuclear bombs program. And what does Russia do when they have more money? They build their army. Right. So, again, it's, it's this I, this fight against reality that you can have a conversation about the environment, but there are real threats and we need to put on our big boy pants and face the real world we live in. Even if you if you believed that um, climate change was the was the existential threat and the largest threat against uh, all of humanity, if you really, truly believed that. Um, and you make the moves to stop American oil and everything else. Does that explain why we are um, not sanctioning the Russian oil? We're increasing our imports of Russian oil, and we yeah. seem to be making it easy for Iran to flood the market with their oil. I, I don't understand this. Why wouldn't you go to America and just say, hey, it's temporary, but we're going to we need you right now to relieve the pressure. I, I don't understand yeah. it. Uh, you, you know, for the first time in, in nearly 40 years, uh, America has been purchasing Iranian oil um, very quietly. The administration what? clearly did not put out a press release. But you say, why is America buying any oil? from from russia from wait, wait, iran wait 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 no wait sense. wait when did that happen i've not heard uh, that started in april started in april of this year and we've we've purchased about a million barrels of oil from iran now there's going to be an argument and they're going to say i'm playing fast and loose with the nuance 
because we purchase a lot of oil from the world and we refine it, particularly in the Gulf. Right, we have the world's largest refining capabilities. Also, something China's trying to compete with us on, but that's another conversation. But we are the world's largest refiner, so this crude that comes out of the ground has to get refined. So we buy Russian, we buy、uh, Venezuelan, but we don't need to buy any oil if we produced enough ourselves, and we're not. We're producing two million barrels fewer. Than we did just a few months ago, before Biden became president, and the reason why we're producing so much fewer oil is because this administration has made it impossible to produce. They've punished. The, you mentioned the ESG movement, where every agency is looking at climate change when it comes to permitting, land access,、uh, um, permits in the Gulf of Mexico on federal land, fracking moratoriums, pipeline construction. So all these cumulative actions have made production of oil domestically hard. Of course, we have to get it from somewhere else. So why not Russia? Why not Iran? Why not Venezuela? Why not put a bullet to our head? Because that's what we're doing by enriching our enemies. Let me ask you:、um, When Obama said that he was going to stop the drilling,、uh, I think it was in the Gulf,、um, the deep sea drilling.、Uh, the concern was that if you stop that. You're not getting a, a lease on those deep sea drills for another twenty years. They're not coming back, and you just don't make them overnight. With、no. the damage that has been done just to the economy、uh, and to the oil and gas industry, are we doing permanent damage, or are these things just going into mothballs and we can turn this around quickly? We can turn it around, but I don't think quickly.、Uh, this is a very capital and labor-intensive industry, and even if all of the permitting is is in place and the government is a friend of the industry, which we want, like we saw under President Trump, it really took till the end of 2018, the beginning of 19, for the industry to produce as much as it was, and so it did take it two solid years of of.、Uh, Believing that the government wasn't going to punish you,、uh, you know, you look at something like Keystone. That was ten years and and a billion dollars in the making, and then the rug was pulled out from under it, and all that money is lost. So, who's going to invest in the oil and gas industry right now if you think the government can shut it down? And that's one of my pet peeves, Glenn. And you can hear my voice getting angry. Oh, I know. Jen Saki will say, "Well, you know, oil at ninety dollars a barrel. You would think these rich fat cats would invest." It's not that they don't want to invest; it's that they know it's a risky investment because government is going to punish you. Deb Holland, the Interior Secretary, is going to punish you. The EPA administrator, Biden, is talking about Fed nominees who look at banking issues through the lens of climate change. So, if you need a fifty million dollar loan from the bank to finance this industry, no, because the bank's not going to lend it to you because the Federal Reserve is going to raise your base points and penalize you. So. Again, the, 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 this administration is punishing the industry from every angle, and then they have the gall to say, "Well, they better not raise prices to,、oh, yeah. to, to take advantage of this." Like it's our fault. When Elizabeth Warren blamed big meat, remember that one? Yeah, she said all the meat industries together. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's just it's offensive. I,、uh, I I I will tell you, I I I don't understand what's happening to us.、Um, Unless the president and this administration and those on the left have an agenda that is clearly not in step with the traditional American, 
Um, no. They, no. I mean, this is this is self-inflicted wounds, and they're soon going to be mortal. Um, what do you what are you thinking? What are you thinking about uh, the gas and oil prices and uh, and what's coming with this this war in in Ukraine? Yeah, I, it's down a little bit today, which is good news. But I think overall, if, if this continues, and I don't think Putin is going to uh, stop until he has everything he wants in the Ukraine and maybe even more. You could easily see gas at $150 a barrel like it was in 2008. Um, I mean, 125 by the end of March is, is very feasible. And that means 6 and $7 a gallon of gas. But, you know, you know, your audience knows there are millions, literally millions of products that are made from, from fossil fuels. And so when the price of fertilizer goes up, when the price yep. of pesticides go up, everything gets goes up in price. And so when you go to the store and you buy your chopped meat and it's expensive, it's the cow, the cow's diet, the transportation, the butcher, the slaughterhouse, the packaging, the plastic, all of that stuff gets added onto your cost. You're ultimately the one going to suffer. And that's the frustration. This administration, before Putin even launched his first incursion, this administration was willing to let the American people suffer because they are so eager for this green revolution, these renewables, that they had to punish fossil fuels. They wanted fossil fuels to be the bad guy so that maybe you would go to the government and say, please, Mr. Biden, please give us a green new deal. Please give us a build back better. We can't afford this anymore. And, and that's, that's the really sad thing. They were willing to punish the American people for their agenda. And, and that's not just un-American, unpatriotic. Quite frankly, it's immoral and it's evil. Yeah, I agree with you. Daniel, thank you so much. Uh, the founder and executive director of Power of the Future, uh, Daniel Turner. God bless. We'll talk to thank you again. You, you bet. Um, let me tell you about American Financing. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So American financing right now, home values are up 17 percent and it could be even higher um, in high cost areas. Now, we're also seeing mortgages start to slow down because the price of houses are is so high, but also because it is becoming more and more expensive to buy a house just because of the interest rate, the interest rate on things alone are going to be real problems. And I think a carve out on interest rates where interest rates uh, go up without the Fed, the the banks and the uh, there's a carve out for people like you. I could be wrong on this, but the government's not going to have a high interest rate. They can't afford one. So what are they going to do? Stop inflation? Well, they either have to control how you spend, modern monetary theory, or they have to find a way to get that money out of your hands. Interest rates are going up even without the Fed raising them on the banks. If you look at your credit card, how are you going to pay that off? Please, right now, consider uh, a refi of your home, your mortgage, Look at a consolidation loan. Get out of those high interest credit cards now. You can skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. 
Call American Financing now at 800-906-2440. It's 1-800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. I heard a general yesterday actually say, you know, when Putin said we're going to face if if America interferes, we're going to face consequences we've never faced before in history. And I heard a general come on television and say, I think he means a nuclear strike. Excuse me. Excuse me. Really? That's what you think that might be? Uh, gosh, I hope nobody's listening to that general. Um, it, I, I'm pretty sure what he was talking about was not a nuclear strike, but instead uh, an attack on our systems, an attack on our power grid, a cyber attack on our banking system, uh, on our oil delivery system. I mean, there is there right now, cyber is at a place to where it is as devastating as any nuclear attack. And it can be fingerprintless. Uh, we may not know for a while who did this to us. Um, Chris Stewart is going to come on uh, with us here in, in just a minute. He's going to talk about cyber warfare and if we are prepared for it. I've been reading his new book, and I got to tell you, we are facing things that we have to talk about. We have to talk about cyber warfare is one of them hardening our our systems has got to be one of those things because this is the new war. And I, I have to tell you, um, we usually don't learn our lesson until millions die. There's a new technology, a new way to kill people or win a war. That's gas. All right. World War One. We all said, OK, let's not do gas attacks anymore. World War Two nukes. Okay, let's not do nukes anymore. Now, is it cyber? And is Russia prepared to launch that? Is it mutually assured destruction? Well, is it? They're not as dependent as we are. I mean, Moscow, yes, but you think rural Russia is all hooked up as much as we are to the Internet? Chris Stewart's going to talk about that, that threat, and what are we doing to be able to uh, survive that, to make sure it doesn't happen. Um, Does he have a plan to stop the frozen tundra from melting in northern Russia? No, John Kerry, he doesn't. He doesn't. What, uh, what, 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 of what value is he then? I, I don't know. We just had to fill some time. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's coming up next. Fascinating conversation. In just a second, stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. Brenda wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I have a lot of knee and, and neck pain. Relief Factor has helped so much by dialing that pain back for me. Now my husband and I can take walks every day and I can sleep through the night. Thank you, Relief Factor. 
Brenda, it is fantastic to hear that you're getting your life back. Um, it is. I know what it's like to have pain and just think this is the way the rest of my life is going to be. It doesn't have to be that way. If it if relief factor works for you, and it's usually taken by people who have tried absolutely everything. I had given up on trying anything new. I'd been to the Mayo Clinic. I'd been everywhere, and nothing would stop this. Relief Factor was created by doctors to help your body reduce inflammation. I thought to myself, this is not going to work. I tried the three-week quick start. I still take it every day, three times a day. I've been taking it now for about four years. 1995, get out of pain. Try it, relieffactor.com. It's relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Glenn Beck's new book, The Great Reset, is available now. Get the first chapter free at glennsnewbook.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Tonight, I'm going to be at CPAC. I am uh, speaking at the Reagan uh, dinner. Uh, If I can get there, the... Dallas has been packed with an ice storm and uh, and all the planes are being delayed. It, it appears. Oh, no, they're actually doing something really special. I like this when planes do this, when air when uh, when airports do this, they put you on a plane and then they close the door and then they roll away from the gate so they can say it was an on time departure. And then you sit there for a few hours. Love that. That's awesome. I love that. I'm glad their stats are padded, though. Yeah, that's great. Um, I want to bring in uh, Chris Stewart. He is uh, the congressman uh, from uh, Utah. He is the author of The Final Fight for Freedom. And uh, Chris, as I have told you, uh, I did you a great disservice by having you on without reading your book. And I told you at the time I hadn't yet. Um, I have read it, and it is powerful. I mean, there is there are things in there that just scare the hell out of me, quite honestly. Uh, And one of them is cyber warfare. Are we prepared for cyber warfare? No, Glenn, we're not. Not at all. I mean, and it's nearly impossible to prepare for it. Um, and by the way, thanks again for having me on. And, uh, and I do hope you get out CPAC because they, they need, they need you out there. They need to hear your voice. Yeah, out. Well, thank you. But, but we, you know, one of the, one of the real, real concerns that we have, obviously with the, with the situation unfolding in Ukraine, uh, and by the way, we haven't reached a point where we're, we're expecting global war. I don't, I don't anticipate that at all, but Russia <clears throat> has, we're, we're, literally staring down the barrel of a loaded gun when it comes to Russia and their ability with cyber warfare, their ability to attack our economy and our society with cyber tools. And there's very, very little we can do to stop them. The only reason they don't exercise that power is because they're afraid of what we do in retaliation. But, you know, it's interesting. Yesterday when Vladimir Putin had made this comment about, well, you know, if you push us too hard, you know, we will punish you in ways that you've never seen before. Many people uh, you know, interpreted that to be, well, does he, is he talking about nuclear weapons? No, I don't think he's talking about that at all. No, he's talking about his tools and the capability he has with cyber warfare and, and cyber attacks against the U.S. He already said like four years ago that the next world war will all be fought with ones and zeros. I mean, 
He knows how to cripple America. Do, are we in a mutually assured destruction that if they start, we can hammer them back quickly? Uh, yes and no. I mean, we certainly have offensive weapons, um, and we would exercise those weapons. But there's a couple things that make this very complicated. For one thing, there really is plausible deniability. Uh, and that is, you know, we can't know for certain what the source of the attacks are. And we could assume they would come from Russia at this point, and they and we probably would. But, uh, you know, we don't know that for sure, including not, not only nation states, but there could be some terrorist organizations and, and some global, uh, global criminal organizations that could initiate attack against us right now that, you know, we would think, oh, this is Russia, and it turned out to be someone else. The second thing is the defense against these things is nearly impossible. It's like we have to be correct 100% of the time when we're being attacked millions of times every, every hour. And all they have to do is to be able to penetrate once, and then it, they, they have the outcome they're looking for. It makes it very, very difficult. Chris, is it true that there is a, a multi-story building in, I think it's in Beijing, that the entire purpose of this large company, if you could call it, is just to hack our systems? Oh, yeah. And there's, and there's more than one of them there is the equivalent of entire cities that are committed to that purpose. And they've been able to use organizations and governments outside of Beijing to do it. Um, I mean, many of the attacks that come to us are actually coming out of North Korea with the assistance of China. Uh, and, and some of them are obviously under the, under the, pre, the, the concept of being not government organizations right. private organizations some of them associated with western organizations by the way what does it mean a cyber attack from russia or china what would that how would that manifest itself what would that mean to the average person oh my gosh i mean it, it depends on this on this on the scope and the scale of it. I mean, I think they can, everyone knows they can go after everything. They can go after our financial system. They can go after air, air traffic control, for example, as you were talking about flying this evening, our water, our pipelines, they've demonstrated uh, our pipelines against uh, capabilities against colonial pipeline about a year ago. And the only reason they did that was to, you know, kind of remind us communications, which of course is critical to our society. But the big one, Glenn, the holy grail of these is to go after our electrical grid. And everyone recognizes that our electrical grid is not protected. We could protect it more, but there's, there's no way to protect it completely. And when I say our electrical grid, I don't mean, you know, they would take out Dallas or they would take out part of Virginia. I'm telling you, they could take out the entire national grid and they could take it out not for a few days. It could be months maybe longer before we're able to recover from that. How? And it, it, how, how does that happen? How, what are the, I mean, like I understand an EMP fries all the circuits. How, how, how do they take it out and turn us off for that long? Well, think about this. You know, one of the, one of the great examples of the power of, uh, of a cyber attack is sex tanks, which took place about 15 years ago. And right. you know, this is brilliantly conceived, but... Uh, but they, we found a way, and by the way, a really interesting thing about that virus was 
it was promiscuous. We had to put uh, put it globally before we could get it into the machines we actually needed in the Iranian uh, centrifuges. And uh, there's estimates that about 10% of the world's computers were infected by that. But that didn't matter because it was designed to go after only specific machines. But it spun them up and then it slowed them down and spun them up. And these centrifuges essentially destroyed themselves. Well, imagine a virus such as that that goes spreads throughout the United States electrical grid that's destroying pieces of equipment, computers, transmission lines, generators, transformers, all across our, our global uh, our global system. And if you kind of interpret what we did there and project that into a global electric or a national electrical grid, you can see how they could take out big pieces of equipment and little pieces of equipment. And some of that stuff's nearly impossible to get now. A lot of it comes from China, by the way. And even in the best of times, it's a year to an 18-month wait list for some of these generators. Jeez. Um, we're talking to Chris Stewart, the author of The Final Fight for Freedom, How to Save Our Country from Chaos and War. It is a fascinating book. If you want to see what we're really facing because of new technology and, and where we have... <laughs> You know, the stupid mistakes that we have made by not paying attention to things um, in the book. You talk a little bit about uh, CRISPR and China before we get there. I don't know if you saw the news today, but every time we briefed China, we showed them all of the intel that we had on Russia and how they were positioning troops. China, then we found out today, took that intel and delivered it right to Putin. How stupid are we? You know, uh, Glenn, I use a phrase in this book, and it really comes from Abraham Lincoln. He's the one who observed, and Ronald Reagan and others did, that they said, no nation will ever destroy this, this country. The only, we, only way we see our demise is if we commit national suicide. And I, I use that phrase in the book, because that's exactly what we're doing. We don't have to go down this path. We don't have to do these types of things. And what you just described is a simple, but it's a small example of us doing that. When you said, how stupid? Yeah, of course, how stupid. But we do those types of things all the time. And it's, it's it, as you and I have discussed in the past, you look at yourself or, or the people and go, what in the world are you thinking? Do you not know what the outcome of this is going to be? And what motivates you? Is it simply yeah. that you're not bright, bright enough to understand this? Or do you actually want to harm uh, you know, a Western democracy and freedom and specifically the United States. And I've concluded there are people who that's actually their motive. And, you know, some of them I in know. the public realm, we know some of them in politics. I, I mean, that's that's clear what's happening when when this administration is upping our orders for oil from Russia. Um, Russia is delivering more gas and, and oil than it did yesterday to Europe. Uh, and we are. We're buying oil from Iran. Now, the United States buying oil from Iran. This is this is suicide. Why would we do that? You I really, truly believe the only way to explain it is this administration does not have an American agenda. Well, I mean, look what the president did. The very first day in office, he, he kills the Keystone Pipeline. But more than that, as you've made so clear, Glenn, and over and over again, it's the de demonization of oil and gas companies. It's the, it's the definancing of them, making it impossible for them to work in the banking system. That's the most important thing he's done. But in addition, he shuts down oil and gas exploration in the West. He does the same thing up in Alaska. And six months later, he has to go to OPEC 
and beg them to increase production. And about the same time, we start in, uh, increasing our imports from Russia. For heaven's sakes, we are financing the invasion into the Ukraine with U.S. dollars with the oil we're now buying from Russia. So what? And look at that and ask your. Go ahead. How does that make sense? I just say, how does that make sense? How how does anyone in Washington was this whole thing about, oh, we're going to hit him with sanctions that are so hard, it'll be blinding when you are when you as a country are upping your order for Russian oil and you're not cutting them off anywhere. How what was this all about, Chris? What is well, well, I think maybe look, I wish I had the answer to that. I, I will say this. If you want to hurt Vladimir Putin, then drive down the cost of oil. Yes. If you want to help Vladimir Putin, then drive up the cost of oil. And then look what we've done over the last year. And look, and by the way, look at the sanctions they've, they've imposed now. They exempt oil and gas. They don't just touch him in the one thing. It's the one thing that he needs to continue to finance not only this invasion, but his entire power base in Russia. He needs that international currency. It's by, a, by far away the largest thing, uh, source of foreign currency that they have. And leave them in swift. Allow them to continue with financial transactions, international financial transactions. Look, some of these sanctions are going to hurt some people in Russia. But it's not going to do anything to actually forget about deterrence. We're past deterrence now. It's not going to do anything to significantly punish them. So, all right. So I've only got a minute left, Chris. Let me ask you, do we look like a laughing stock, or is the rest of Europe in on this too? And the American people are just, are, are the laughing stock that the, that we actually believe that any of these guys are serious about anything. Well, and that's, that's something I ask myself all the time. Are we a serious country anymore? I think I can answer that best through describing a couple conversations. After the debacle in Afghanistan, I talk with a friend of mine. He's a member of the Ukrainian parliament. I'm praying for him and his family's safety right now because they're going to be targeted. Right after Afghanistan, he called me and said, hey, look, we don't know if we can trust you guys anymore. Hmm. Had a similar conversation with leader in Jordan and a very similar conversation with some leadership in Asia. That's the central question. Does anyone trust us anymore? And, uh, and after watching what happened here, I think it builds on the, another brick in that wall of saying the United States is not a global leader. They're not a serious nation. Look what they're doing to themselves, which is what Vladimir Putin is saying, by the way. He's pointing to the United States in all sorts of ways, culturally, economically, militarily, and saying, look at them. Are they a serious country? Do you want to be like them or do you want to have a serious leader, someone like me? Chris Stewart, thank, thank you very much. Thanks for all that you do, and uh, thanks for the book. Uh, the author of The Final Fight for Freedom. It is a tremendous book full of facts that I didn't, I really didn't know and understand it. Really written very well for everyone can understand it. It's uh, Chris Stewart, The Final Fight for Freedom, available everywhere right now. Our sponsor is real estate agents i trust finding the right real estate agent when you're looking to buy or sell a home is incredibly important a mediocre real estate agent dime a dozen um 
But the difference when you can get somebody who really knows what they're doing, they know the best practices, they have a website that is trafficked by a lot of people who are qualified to buy homes. It's really about getting your home in front of the right people as fast as possible and then making sure that your house is in order. And, you know, it's hard when you're selling a house. You know, do you have a real estate agent that has a Rolodex, if you will, that can find the person that can fix this, can paint this, can get things done quickly? It's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. We have searched the country for the people we think are the best in your area. If we don't have one, we won't recommend them. And I urge you, as always, do your own homework. But have a leg up on this. Find the right real estate agent for you, whether you're moving across the street or across the country, buying or selling or both. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Back Program. I just, I have to play this really sad, sad uh, piece of audio. Can we play the full piece of audio from uh, The View yesterday? Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded. Yeah. And that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking yeah. about 5 million people yeah. that, that are going to be displaced. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. it, it's, it's heartbreaking bad. to hear what is going to happen well i'm scared of what's going to happen in in western europe too yeah Yeah. you know you just you plan a trip you want to go there i want to go to italy for four years i haven't been able to make it because of of uh the pandemic and now this you know it's it's like who's gonna what's gonna happen there yeah yeah and now this she has had to wait for four years she's had a trip plan first covid where millions die (laughs) stopped her from going Mm -hmm. and now Five million people displaced. Insult to injury. I the mean, injury, of course, being should. her lack of trip. Yeah. And then the insult on top of that already horrible thing is that whatever, millions of people died. I mean, she should really. There's got to be someone for people like her yeah, that they, they can sue. Separate. You know what I mean? She's got to be able to sue somebody or just stop the killing for a while so she can see, you know, Rome. This is. The Glenn Beck Program. want to explain a couple of things uh, that I think most Americans are asking. What the hell is SWIFT? 
are, are our sanctions that we put on yesterday, are they really more damaging than not allowing Russia to interact financially with any of the banks in the West? That doesn't seem right. What happened to the stock market yesterday? Why did it go up? Is that because the Fed is just pouring more money into the stock market? Uh, or is it that the stock market knows <laughs> Biden's not doing anything that's going to hurt anybody's big business? What is going on? Carol Roth, the author of The War on Small Business, a, she calls herself a recovering investment banker, somebody that knows Wall Street, knows how this game is played, and is doing everything to expose it. She's on with us in 60 seconds. As if the everyday garden variety cybercrime wasn't enough to be concerned about, I think it's pretty likely that uh, we may have a massive uptick in cyber hacking in the coming months. Hopefully it is not on a national scale, but God help us. Um, and now it could be directed by a certain dictator in a certain very aggressive country who just may have perhaps invaded another country recently. I don't know, but I know that we need to lock our life down, and that is what LifeLock does. They can't catch everything, no one can, but they can monitor things better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, they have restoration specialists that can work with you to help fix the problem quickly. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but LifeLock can help protect what's yours. LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BACK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code BACK to save 25%. Lifelock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Carol Roth is uh, joining us. Carol, I have so many questions for you today. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, some of them I'm not going to be able to answer because okay. insanity, but uh, we'll do our best to, to muddle our way through this. Okay. Can you at all give us a, uh, a common understanding of what SWIFT is? So the best way I can explain SWIFT is a clearinghouse for the messages about transactions through the international banking system. Um, to kind of dial it back to the U.S., if you send a wire transfer between banks in the U.S., you have a special code. If you do it internationally, there is a SWIFT code, and that entity acts as that sort of clearinghouse between the banks to say, oh, you need to send money from one place to another. So basically cutting off Russia or anybody else means that you don't get to sort of participate in the global banking system and, in a very rudimentary sort of explanation. Right. And that is important. Again, it will take it down to the baby level, but that's important. The reason why you would wire transfer something is because if you write a check, uh, it's going to have to sit there and be verified for funds and everything else. If you are doing big business, you're just moving things quickly because you need that transfer to kick in right away, correct? True, except for internationally, it often can take a day or more to clear. But it is, again, that sort of middleman, that international clearinghouse. It's based in Belgium um, for all of the international financial movement, if that makes sense. Okay. And uh, Europe, according to Joe Biden, didn't want to take that step yet. 
So they didn't no. see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, of, co- of course they didn't because, you know, they're getting, if it's your Germany, you're getting 40% uh, of your oil from Russia. So they understand um, the precarious position they're in. And I'm sure they put a lot of pressure on Joe Biden and saying, listen, you know, we can't afford it. And oh, by the way, geniuses, you don't have the uh, exports now, now that you're no longer energy independent to be able to help us out here. So what are we going to do? And I imagine those were the types of discussions um, happening behind closed doors to have a very weak set of sanctions put out against Russia. So Joe Biden says that the sanctions that he did put on (laughs) are just mind-numbingly crippling for uh, Putin and Russia. How would you describe them? Well, he actually had somebody um, within his administration, one of the members of the uh, Economic Council, that said they weren't meant to disrupt the flow of energy and uh, you know, basically completely contradicted that. So they seemed um, kind of like everything the Biden administration has done much more for show than for any sort of actual impact. If you wanted to have impact, um, you know, not only would you have put that pressure in terms of taking Russia out from SWIFT, maybe putting sanctions on Putin themselves, disrupting energy, I mean, really getting serious. And um, you know, certainly none of that transpired. So, I mean, to hit... Uh, Putin where he lives and to really destroy Russia, the best thing to do is be a massive exporter of oil um, and drive the price of oil, you know, at least below $80 a barrel because that's what it that's that's where they make money is $70, $80 a barrel, anything over that. So drive the price of oil down, cripples him or cut him off. If you don't do that, it's like it would be like, oh, we're going to sanction Glenn Beck. He can make money in broadcasting, but no ballet dollars are coming his way. Yeah, right? it would be like t- telling me, oh, well, I'm sorry, Carol, you can no longer eat the cauliflower. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> oh. I'm so, so sorry. That's right. going to devastate me on my diet. Yeah, I mean, the reality is if you look at the Russian economy, about 60% of their GDP um, comes from the oil and gas exports. So certainly anything that disrupts that, whether it's disrupting getting payment for that, driving down the price overall, or just not allowing them to be able to export it, all of those kinds of things would be devastating. And we have seen brave people in Russia who were marching in the streets saying we don't want any war. If things are getting worse there economically, those voices are only going to get louder. So that would you know, put that um, feeling out to the world that Joe Biden was serious and that he wanted to really take a stand and would make other countries potentially think twice about things they might want to do, like right. you know, China invading Taiwan. Uh, unfortunately, we did not see that. Uh, so what happened to the stock market yesterday? I, I mean, <laughs> you hear you listen to the president and he is saying there's going to be real pain from the American people. Uh, they're going to they're going to really have price increases, disruption of all kinds of things, maybe even a cyber attack. The biggest war possibly since World War Two. Um, and uh, he's going to try to ease the pain. And the stock market goes up. Is that because a the people on Wall Street know this isn't this is business as usual or b the Fed just buying up more stocks and there's no reality anymore in the stock market? 
uh, as the meme says, Glenn, why not both? <laughs> um, it's it's a little bit of each of those. I think there was an expectation that these sanctions were going to be somewhat worse, and that that may escalate um, conflict and or um, you know, change the ability to get some of the key exports and in- increase the prices of those. And and Russia has many of them, not only oil and gas, but aluminum, um, you know, uh, wheat and, and and other things. So the fact that Joe Biden was weak, the stock market goes, oh, he's not really serious. And so th- there's part of the rally on that. The Fed piece of it is that there is this expectation for a rate hike coming up um, in March in a couple of weeks. And the prior to yesterday, the expectation was that there was going to be an increase of 50 basis points, which is half a percent. Um, and with the conflict, you know, potentially ongoing, stretching out, you know, that gives the Fed a little bit of cover to say, well, it's, you know, uncertain, we're not sure how it's going to play in, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and that maybe that means there's only going to be a 25 basis point or a quarter of a percent increase. But whatever it is, it it gives the Fed a little bit more cover, whether it's in March or for the rest of the year, to slow play, taking away their their monetary support from the market, which the market loves. So I think you have a little bit of both of those yesterday. This is, you know, I've I've never understood uh, more than now the Shakespeare line, all the world is but a stage. I feel like every day we're watching a show. He's he's telling the American people this is really going to hurt you, um, and we're going to pay a high price at the gas at the gas station. And don't you oil producers charge extra and gouge people at this time while he's buying more oil this week from Russia than we bought the week before. And we're making it easy for Iran and buying Iranian oil as well. This is none of this is real. No, it's so frustrating. I mean, Joe Biden has some levers he could pull to do a 180 on the economy, um, certainly returning our energy independence, uh, firing up those oil and gas leases, returning to the Keystone Pipeline, all of those kinds of things. He could do a 180 on and it would be very well received. Uh, The average American would benefit from it. And, you know, just from a even if you're somebody who's is climate change and, you know, I'm focused on green. The reality is that that oil is getting produced anyway. So would you rather have Russia or Iran be the ones that are producing it? Or would you rather have the technological leader of the United States do it in a manner where we know there's a focus on making it more clean and more green? So it, it fundamentally doesn't make any sense. Um, other than some of the wonderful things that you presented in your book, Glenn, The Great Reset, that everybody should read about if they haven't mm. already. All right. We're with Carol Roth. She is the author of The War on Small Business, a former recovering investment <laughs> banker. Um, I asked her on today because uh, there's a problem with wheat. There's now, because of this conflict, there's a problem with oil and gas. There's a, a problem with fertilizer. We are headed for real troubled times, uh, and she's got some tips on what the average person should and can do about it. Back in one minute with more from Carol Roth. Uh, Sponsor this half hour is MyPillow. Um, You know, how did you sleep last night? Uh, I actually, I have a 
feather pillow that my wife keeps on the bed, you know, because we've got to have a bunch of pillows. I don't know why we throw them on the floor at night. Why do we have all the pillows? Anyway, um, I got home last night. I had to give a speech and I got home. It was about 1230 and I was so tired. I just put my head down on one of those pillows and I woke up about a half hour later and already my neck was stiff and I felt the pillow and I'm like, this is not my pillow. And uh, so I grabbed that and slept all the way through until the alarm clock went off. MyPillow.com. They've got great things to help you get a, the best night's sleep ever. Check out right now the flash sale on their Giza Dream Sheets, which are fantastic. Um, also, if you use the promo code BECK, you'll get a free copy of Mike Lindell's new book uh, with your purchase. Enter the promo code BECK, B-E-C-K. Call them, 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117, or go to MyPillow.com. Uh, use the promo code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Carol, is all of this this excuse of uh, Ukraine, are, are we just being played on this with energy prices? Are the energy costs going to go up because of what we're doing um, you know, with ESG and cutting the financing of, of our own uh, oil, slitting our own throat, or is this Ukraine thing actually playing a role? So, I mean, this has been going on, um, as we've seen, for you know, well over a year, um, good, better part of almost two years now. And the Ukrainian conflict is just several days old. So despite the media's attempt to say, oh, this is the, the reason for it, um, obviously us bowing out of production, um, you know, from some of the decisions the Biden administration made, the canceling of oil and gas leases, the uh, canceling of the Keystone Pipeline, whatnot, and also the ESG pressure um, that made it uh, so that many of the, the companies that were involved in oil exploration and, and whatnot um, and refinements not want to do as much of it over the last couple of years. So there has been, you know, a lot of pressure outside, um, both through government and through sort of this, you know, global ESG fascination that has depressed um, the U.S.'s position. And obviously that's put some, um, uh, some, some, cricks in the in the road here, uh, as well as, you know, the OPEC oil cartel, obviously, they wanted to make up um, for some of the lost money that uh, happened over the pandemic. So, you know, they did not ramp up productions to the level to meet demand. So all of these things factor in, as well as disruption in the supply chain, you know, it, it's harder and more expensive to get the refined gasoline to the station, I mean, just so many things that all snowball together. So, so that has all created um, a big issue and it's going to be an ongoing issue whether or not this Russia Ukraine conflict con you know continues that being said uh, if it escalates, <laughs> yes, right. it will have a further impact on top of what we're already seeing. You know, currently, you know, we have um, oil that's over $90 a barrel. You know, it could go over $100 organically before they probably start, push, you know, pushing out more oil. Um, 
if this escalates from a, a Russia-Ukraine perspective, you could see $140 a barrel oil. So it's very, very meaningful in terms of that incremental amount. But it's not like without it, we'd be at you know $70 or $60. Uh, we see uh, the price of fertilizer, 300% increase. That has something to do with natural gas. Um, it, we have the any oil products, um, even even, um, you know, bug killers that you you put on your crops. Um, wheat is going through the roof uh, today. We are going to be facing some real problems at the supermarket in the next six to eight months. Do you am I reading that right? Uh, certainly, I would say. We are definitely going to be facing issues. We have been facing issues. Inflation is going to continue. The question is, is it a problem or is it a mega problem? But either way, you should be prepared. You should be prepared every day, but you should be prepared for this conflict to escalate. Um, nobody's ever been sad about being overprepared. <laughs> yeah. Usually happens in the other direction. Right. So there are definitely steps that you can take today just to make sure that you have your ducks in a row. And what are those steps? So on the energy front, um, you know, simple things. You know, we don't know what's going to happen, not only with the price, but, you know, are there potentially you know, escalating cyber attacks that end up disrupting you know, our, our own infrastructure? You know, if you, I don't know if you remember way back uh, in the early days of the Joe Biden presidency, he gave Putin a list of here are the critical things that are off limits for a cyber attack. So right. basically a roadmap of, of everything that they should attack should there be an issue. Right. Uh, so you as an individual should make sure, you know, with your cars that you keep your gas tanks full, that if you have the ability to store extra gasoline, that you have some some extras just in case not only the price goes up, but we end up in a position where there's some rationing. You don't want to be caught in that position. And as you and I've talked about, Glenn, before, for your house, have backup generators and other sources uh, we, um, of energy in, in case there's an issue. I know that I, I take propane um, and <clears throat> I called yesterday. It, I just got a delivery, I don't know, a few months ago. Um, and I called them up and said, could you please come out and tap my tank off? They said, sure, you're on a waiting list now. This was yesterday. They said the yes. phones are ringing off the hook. Your heating oil, everything. You should get on a list now to get that full. So you're paying A, this price, and B, if something happens, you have a full tank. 100%, 100%. Um, with other supply chain issues, same kinds of things, both from a price increase standpoint and to make sure you have extras in case of disruptions, uh, get the extra water, get something that can distill down your water and take the, the yucky stuff out uh, just in case there's an issue, stock up on uh things that are not perishable in terms of food, stock up on medicine, have an emergency supply kit, all of those things that should something, you know, kind of really go awry here, a big escalation that you are prepared. Um, and then on the financial standpoint, we were talking about the, the stock market and being all over the place. This is the time when people who are not sophisticated investors tend to panic. And I want to give a quote from Warren Buffett, whose politics I don't particularly like, 
but boy, is he a great investor. And his famous quote was always that investors should be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. So when you have those days where the stock market is going down and companies that you like or the overall stock market you know, is in that bad position, that's the time when you slowly start putting money to work and building up your positions or what we call dollar cost averaging into stocks. Do not pull your money out of out of fear. Carol, thank you so much. God bless you. We will uh, we'll talk to you again. Um, Carol Roth, kind of our our show's financial uh, advice giver, if you will. She watches all of this for us and helping the average person know what to do in these troubled times. Carol Roth, The War on Small Business is the book. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about uh, gold and silver. Uh, and gold is up. Uh, it's always up when when money goes down, when when the value of your dollar is going down through inflation or, or times of trouble, gold always goes up. Well, that's happening now. And maybe you think it's too expensive for you. They have an accumulation uh, program with for this little as two hundred dollars a month. You can get started acquiring precious metals with Goldline. This is the only company that does this. They didn't do it a few years ago. And I asked them to, I said, is there anything we can do for all the people who say, I just don't have money to invest in gold? And they said, yeah, we do this. So for as little as $200 a month, get started in investing some of your money in gold or silver. This week, they are offering a special ending tonight. When you sign up for the exclusive uh, accumulation program, you'll get an uh, ounce of solid silver for free just as a thank you from Goldline. This offer is available when you sign up online at goldline.com. Sign up online, goldline.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, we are reaching out now to uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Uh, there's a couple of things that, uh, I mean, this office is very, very busy in Texas. I think he had 22 lawsuits uh, more than anybody else against the Obama administration. And is he on? Ken, how many, how many lawsuits have you filed in the last year against uh, the Biden administration? 23, 23 as of yesterday. <laughs> so it took you a while to get up to 22 um, with the Obama administration. I think that took you, what, two years? Uh, it took me, tw- I, did, I did 27 and 27 months. It was one a month with Biden. It's about one, tw- two a month. That is remarkable. Uh, so you've added, um, uh, well, I don't know if these are actual uh, federal lawsuits, the mask mandate lawsuit on public transportation, does that include the FAA and and air traffic? Yes, it absolutely. That's what it's targeted at. Um, yeah, so we are suing them over the mask mandate on airplanes and transportation hubs. And I think they don't have the authority to do it under, under federal law. They haven't been given that authority by Congress. 
So um, not only do they not have the authority, it, it makes no sense. It, I mean, it's worse than saying you have to wear a mask when you walk into a restaurant. But once you sit down, the you know, the yeah. Omicron doesn't doesn't operate at that low level. Um, airplanes are the air is filtered over and over and over again. It's clean air compared to what you would breathe any place else. Well, they certainly haven't documented why it's it's essential to have masks on airlines, especially when masks don't work. There's no documentation on whether they work or not. And then, of course, if you've been on a flight recently, you'll hear them say something about some type of a criminal penalty. If you don't abide, well, they made that up, too. There is no criminal penalty in law. And so they certainly can't enforce something like that through the CDC, which is how they've tried to push this, the Center for Disease Control. So they're lying to us when they say there's a criminal penalty? Well, there is one as it's created by the CDC, but the CDC doesn't have the authority to create criminal penalties unless Congress told them they could do it. So I could challenge that. Yeah, better let me do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, One of the other things that you're you're doing is um, categorizing sex change procedures, child abuse, and you're getting a lot of heat for that. Tell me about that well you know i may get a lot of heat my job is to when i'm asked by a committee chairman of the legislature or by a by by the governor or lieutenant governor what is the state of the law on this issue well i was asked what is the state of the law on this issue and i we 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 spent a lot of time researching it we heard from all sides and we determined that yes indeed it is child abuse to uh sterilize your child whether it's chemically or it's uh physically before they should, that's something they should make a decision about when they're of the age of majority. Before that, it's child abuse. Especially since doctors now are restrained from even discussing other options or, or saying, hey, maybe we should have, you know, a psychiatrist talk to you first. There, there's, there, the, 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 the science on this has gone to the crazy zone. Yeah, and, and the reality is, it, the studies I've seen, we cite them, I think, in the in the opinion, talk about how down the road, many of these kids really regret that they're, they're, they were changed. And remember, this is, it's not like their sex was actually changed. They are male and female. It's, it's a fact based on chromosomes. They do modifications that give appearances that they've changed sex, but in reality, the sex hasn't changed. The modification has just changed their physical the way they are physically. Um, what were your thoughts on um, what happened up in Canada with the truckers? So I, you know, I have a lot of respect for those guys, and and certainly we're in the process right now of investigating GoFundMe for what they did. That it sounds very, I mean, it's like it's stealing people's money when they committed it to a cause they believe in. I'm, I'm proud of those guys. They certainly have courage, and we're gonna we're gonna find out what happened to GoFundMe and, and whether they they have uh, violated state law, which on the face of it, certainly looks like if you take somebody's money and then you you try to switch it out to give it to something else, that does look like consumer fraud on its face. I'm I'm concerned about how the central bank up there, the finance minister or their treasury secretary, um, could just take people's uh, funds away, shut down their access to banking services and insurance. Is there anything that we can do as states to make sure that can't happen? 
Um, you know, I think the thing we could do is encourage our, our federal legislators and we can look, we can pass laws in states to try to protect people. Uh, it, it, it would be hard to, to make that translate to Canada. But as an example, we just sued the Biden administration, the ATF, over trying to regulate and tax suppressors. And we have a law in Texas that was passed in, in the last legislative session that said, basically, we control regulation of suppressors that are manufactured in Texas. And we're suing the federal government because our, one of our arguments is under the Second Amendment, you can't you can't tax something that's constitutionally allowed. You can't make people pay money to exercise their Second Amendment right. I know that uh, Texas has um, passed a law on the E in ESG, um, but what about the rest of us? What about uh, losing our um, you know, ability to, to bank or to get loans based on some sort of social score. Are we thinking about widening that? You know, I, I actually have a pretty keen interest in this because when I became attorney general within the first couple of months, I started losing my ability to transact through big banks. Uh, I got my account shut down. I've had, uh, I've had, uh, my 401k at work shut down. That's Charles Schwab kicked me out of all, all my funds. Why? And it, and it, every letter was the same. Uh, my chase, uh, credit card said same thing. It was, I was a reputational risk and I was told that I was put on a list by the Obama administration when I became attorney general of Texas. And from that point on, I've had trouble. I can't do transactions with it, like a Merrill Lynch or any kind of big bank. I'm on a list and I can't even pursue having credit or having an account. So I had to get out of all my Charles Schwab funds, which I'd been with them for 22 years. They kicked me out of all of them. So what are we doing to make sure this doesn't happen? Because that's, that is the ESG score. That is part of the Great Reset. And and uh, can there there are um, treasurers and uh, and uh, lawmakers all across the country that Texas should be leading this, um, but there we've got twenty different states working on this to stop it so it doesn't happen. Well, I'd love to see the Texas legislature address it. I, from my office, I, I don't make law. But they they could make law and they could they could exercise some type of penalty or, or oversight of any type of uh, business that that punishes people for their political views and and puts people on a list where they can't basically operate in in the financial world or in other places if they get cut off. I think there should be some type of legislation passed in Texas. And you you don't even have the I mean you can't even face your accuser. How do you get your name off that list? No, I don't know. I, I even went to talk to uh, Mick Mulvaney, who is chief of staff at, at the White House. I said, Mick, Mick, how do, I'm on this list. I know I'm on this list because I've been told I'm on this list by some of the bankers who didn't want to do it, told me I was on that list. But I said, how do I get off? And he, even he couldn't figure out where, where it was. I, I thought because he was that agency before that does all that kind of crazy stuff, that uh, the CFPB, I thought he might be able to figure it out. No one's been able to tell me how I got on the list. I just know what happened during the Obama administration, I, and I don't know where the list is. I don't know who has it. Wow. That's terrifying. I know I'm not alone. I know there are other... Oh, no, I know. And there's going to be more and more. I mean, with what Justin Trudeau did, if you don't think that our government uh, learned a lesson and maybe even taught them what to do, uh, you're mistaken. More and more people are going to be in this situation. Ken, thank you very much. 
Hey, thanks for having me on, Glenn. Have a great day, and thanks for doing Collin County last night. Oh, yeah, you're you're welcome. Uh, it's uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. By the way, he is uh, running against George P. Bush. Can we please, for the love of everything good and sacred, not put another Bush in office? Please. Oh, well, uh, which which George Bush were you talking about? Were you George A. Bush, George B. Bush, George C. Bush, D. Bush, E. Bush, F. Bush? Can we, I mean, we have almost the entire alphabet. Let's stop with the Bushes, please. All right. Our sponsor this half hour, a, a line has been drawn in the sand for quite a while now. And that line isn't between Democrat and Republican or conservative and liberal. It's between people who believe in America and leftism. That's not Democrats. That's not liberal. It's leftism, plain and simple. One of the best ways to fight against leftism is for you and I to join together wherever we can to support businesses that hold the same values and fight for those values just like we do. And if they can save you money in the process, it has to be as least as good. But if it can give you better service and save you money, it's a no-brainer. We've been talking about Patriot Mobile for quite a while now, and I believe in them because they are exactly that kind of company that I've been looking for and I think you're looking for. They have mobile plans to fit any budget. Their 100% U.S.-based customer support team is awesome. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, veterans, first responders. So what are you waiting for? Sign up now, patriotmobile.com slash back, or call 1-800-I'm uh, sorry, or call 972-PATRIOT. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Can anybody tell? 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or uh, patriotmobile.com uh, slash back. Make sure you uh, use the promo code back and you get a special free activation just by using that. It's 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash back. This is the Glenn Back Program. <laughs> is it irrational that my uh, my my doneness of the Bush family is it irrational at this point? I don't I don't think it's irrational generally. It, it is a bit unfair in some ways that ah. you Im- immediately just assume anyone with the last name is bad. However, the, he's getting the benefit of a lot of people saying anyone with that last name is good, right? In yeah, Texas, oh, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. reason why he's in second place is not because he's I don't yeah. know, more qualified yeah. than some of the other candidates. It's because he's, you know, name recognition. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason and, why he- uh, you know, a, a giant globalist family. I mean, I just think that's, I think we should stop with the, stop with the bushes. Stop with the bushes. Uh, get, stay out the bushes? Yeah, stay Jesse out. Jackson once yeah, said. stay out the bushes. Uh, I think also, too, there is a very rational uh, argument to be made that despite how incredibly wonderful and qualified a person may be, we don't just continually put people from the same family into power over and over again. 
Yeah, this it, it is, could be very bad. It's a bad idea, generally. Yeah, like, yeah. I, there's usually people in other families that can do the job. Usually well, that's the case. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, and and uh, um, it just, it irritates me that it's always George given any letter of the alphabet right. Bush. I mean, I'd rather have James T. Kirk than George P. Bush. Is he running? You know what I mean? uh, no, he but I would actually. I would leader. He would be a good leader, but I would actually take a mental patient that thought he was James T. Kirk. And every time he walked into the courtroom, he said, put your phasers on stun. I'd rather have that guy. Yeah. At this point. At this point. What about another Clinton? Are you are you up for another? No, Hillary, I'm not Hillary up for run? another Clinton. I was thinking back to her great career as our secretary of state mm. for a moment. Yeah. And that incredible moment where she presented in the well the wrong word but a reset button yes to uh, a to great Russia. reset button now this is right after they had um mm -hmm. attacked out of nowhere for no reason the country of georgia yeah yeah uh, and uh their president sakashvili yeah uh, who by the way is now uh, in prison mm -hmm. um a political prison and in the middle of a hunger strike it would be great to hear what he has to say about all this but he can't talk because uh, he's currently in prison um but uh then they did the same thing uh, after the reset button uh, with Crimea, and uh, now they're doing this. It's almost as if they don't care what we tell them or say to them. You know, it's weird um, that, uh, you know, these, these, these great globalists that, mm -hmm. that just really know Russia, you know, between Joe Biden and, and the Clintons, they know Russia and Putin. And uh, now we're in a, now we're in a cold war where, the two presidents aren't even talking. Mm, that's you know? that's great. Yeah, and and again, we just spent many minutes talking about uh, the issues with the uh, Bush family and presidency, and there were many. Mm. Uh, however, in two thousand eight, they took steps that stopped Putin from advancing on Georgia. They were actually able to stop it. So Bush was able to stop it. Uh, Obama let it happen. Trump, they didn't even try it. And then here we are with Biden, and it's happening in in even worse circumstances, an even more overwhelming show of force. Well, it's because Joy Behar can't get to Italy now. Yeah, well, that's, that's the main. I, that's what I was leading to, yeah, which is yeah. the real crisis. I here. have to play this one more time before <laughs> yes. before yes, we it. leave. Here it is. Estimates are fifty thousand Ukrainians will be dead or wounded, yeah. and Yesterday. that this is going to start a humanitarian mm. crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're right. talking about five million people yeah. that that are going to be displaced. Yeah. I mean, listen to what it's it's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like who's going to what's going to happen there? Yeah. 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 That's my reaction this to is, that. This yeah. is Marie Antoinette. Well, let them eat cake. I mean, it is that out of touch. It really is that out of touch. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel, I feel for Joy. Do you? I feel her pain. Yeah. You know, she wants to go, Glenn. I would. She can't go. If I could get her out of our country, I'd pay for that trip. I'd pay for that, that trip. That would be wonderful. We should send her to Italy. That would be what? nice. We she can go and visit. and. Well, she could be sent somewhere. I'll tell you that. Okay. Someplace a little warmer. Like, a lot warmer. <laughs> like, hell. This is the Glenn Beck Program.